Welcome to the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast, where we talk all things fitness, no-nonsense nutrition, and lifestyle transformation for the modern-day woman who's ready to quit the diets, ditch the scale obsession, and fall in love with being strong. Hosted by yours truly, Alessia Donato, opinionated Italian, lover of all things iron, who also happens to be a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, life coach, and owner of the Body by Less online nutrition and fitness program. So grab yourself a coffee as we get open and honest about what it takes to build a strong, fit, and healthy body and mind from the inside out. Welcome back, guys. Oh my gosh, I am so freaking excited that you are here today. Welcome to a new season of the podcast. If you're a previous listener, you'll notice things have changed around here. And that's because I have rebranded the podcast. Now, when I initially started this podcast, I was a complete newbie. I wanted to just get started, and I didn't really have a clue on where I wanted to take this podcast. After 15 episodes and a really long break, I must say, I figured it out. Nutrition, lifting weights, and mindset has been a huge part of my own journey, as well as my own journey as a coach and how I work with my clients. So here we are. Welcome to the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast season two. I wanted to kick off this new season with something that I rarely talk about in my content, and that's menopause. I watched my mom go through this phase of her life completely clueless on what to expect, what to eat, how to exercise and manage her symptoms, and I saw her really struggle with her changing body and couldn't help her at the time as I wasn't really a coach back then. And I also feel this could potentially help women who are going through early menopause as well. So I hope you find it useful. Um, I feel like women in general are really underserved in the health and fitness space. Most of the content that you see and read on social media serves women who haven't yet hit menopause. And so a lot of the nutrition and fitness advice doesn't always apply to women who are going through this phase. Now, while I'm no hormonal expert, and I strongly suggest that you are working with a qualified practitioner as you go through hormonal changes in life, what I hope this podcast episode can bring about for you is some clarity around menopause and prepare you for this new chapter so that you can do your best to feel prepared and empowered to thrive through this stage of life. So, first things first, what is menopause? So, menopause is a normal, natural life event that occurs when a woman's period stops. It commonly happens between the ages of 40 and 58, and smokers can start menopause up to two years earlier than non-smokers, and there are very, you know, uh, there are very special cases where younger women go into early menopause as well. So women that are even under 30 years old and um, women between 30 and 40. So it can actually affect women of all 
ages. And menopause happens because the ovaries naturally stop producing the hormones estrogen and progesterone. And a woman officially reaches menopause 12 months after her last period. However, changes and symptoms can begin several years earlier. Some of these symptoms can include changes in the monthly cycle and hot flashes, which are the most common symptoms. And the time from when these changes actually start to actual menopause is called perimenopause. Now, perimenopause often starts between ages 40 and 50 and can last several years from four years all the way up to 14. See why I believe that, you know, it can happen in different stages of um, a woman's life. And it begins with changes to the regular menstrual cycle. So during this time, the ovaries production of estrogen and progesterone decreases. Now, there are a lot of natural approaches to the symptoms of hormonal changes during menopause. And in today's podcast, I'm going to help you learn to manage these symptoms naturally um, and how health and fitness changes and lifestyle changes can help you through this stage of life. So what we're going to cover today in today's podcast is some of the main symptoms of menopause, how our health Um, how our health risks change after menopause and eight natural food and lifestyle health coaching tips to ease your transition through this stage of menopause. Here's actually a really lovely quote from Oprah Winfrey. She says, so many women I've talked to see menopause as an ending, but I've discovered that this is your moment to reinvent yourself after years of focusing on the needs of everyone else. It's your opportunity to get clear about what matters to you and then to pursue that with all of your energy, time, and talent. I love that. You know why I love it? Because I have seen so many women sort of give up once they hit 40 and completely stop taking care of themselves. But the good news is, is I've also seen amazing transformations, both in friends and clients who get in the best shape of their lives in their later years. So I know that if you're in this stage right now, you can too. So let's look at some of the symptoms of menopause and perimenopause. So there are a number of symptoms that can commonly occur during menopause and perimenopause, and some women may experience many of these symptoms, while others experience just only a couple. So some of these can include changes in periods, meaning shorter or longer cycles, lighter or heavier, more less or more frequent cycles, hot flashes and or night sweats, including things like flushing and sweating, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, so changes in your sleep cycle, uh, vaginal dryness, bladder issues, including bladder infections, sudden urges, incontinence, uh, leakage during exercise or sneezing or laughing, mood swings, including irritability, difficulty focusing attention or remembering things, thinning hair or uh, on the head and more hair on the face. So um, your hair could start thinning on the head and you could start growing and or sprouting, you know, kind of hairs randomly on the face. Weight gain, including waist circumference, so more of abdominal weight gain. 
joints and muscles may feel stiff and achy and um, also getting headaches. So the reason for this huge variety of symptoms is because the hormone estrogen is used by many parts of the body. So some other important health factors that you should consider, particularly after menopause, is number one, metabolism and fat cells change. So women may gain weight more easily. Uh, number two, increased risk of heart disease and type two diabetes and bones become less dense and you have a risk of fracture increases and osteoporosis. And menopause is an important transition in our lives and we can use it as a reminder to actually come back to ourselves and to take good care of our health and wellness. So let's look a little bit deeper in some of these symptoms. So the first one is the most common, which is hot flashes and night sweats. They involve a sudden internal heat wave, which often includes sweating, flushing of the skin and increased heart rate. So this happens because of hormonal changes. And when your estrogen levels start dropping during perimenopause, it affects your ovaries response to another female hormone, which is called the luteinizing hormone. Now this can cause a release of the stress hormone adrenaline, which starts the hot flash. Now, hot flashes usually last about one to five minutes and are frequently followed by a cold chill. A nighttime hot flash is called a night sweat and they can interfere with sleep and it's the lack of enough quality sleep that can contribute to some of the other symptoms like mood swings and difficulty remembering things. So hot flashes can be worsened by some foods and drinks like coffee, spicy foods, sugar, alcohol, and even large meals. And they can also be related to being overweight, with stress, smoking, certain medications, or intense exercise. So it may be helpful to dress in layers and or carry around a portable fan for when you do need to cool off quickly during this phase. Now, the second most common symptoms of menopause, and this is obviously something that I hear all the time, is menopausal weight gain. So weight gain is common for women as they enter perimenopause and beyond, and this is partly because of the hormonal changes again. So it's simply easier to gain weight at this time. Now, let's get this straight for a moment before I go into this whole thing about weight gain. There's something that we have to remember, and that is just because our body is going through hormonal changes doesn't negate the importance of energy balance. So if you're new on the podcast, and you have no clue what I'm talking about. I'm talking about calories. So it's really important that we are still aware of just how much we are eating every day. So even though we have hormonal changes in our body, it doesn't negate that what comes in and what goes out still counts. So energy balance, um, the importance of the calorie deficit, if you, you want to lose weight and, um, 
the importance of, you know, keeping fit and moving your body to expend more energy. So calories in, calories out still matters, even if you have hormonal changes and even during menopause. So I just wanted to kind of throw that in there because it's important to, you know, in, to be empowered and not use this whole hormonal changes as an excuse not to pay attention to our uh, food intake. So anyway, let's go back to what we were talking about. So women can start seeing this weight increasing, especially around the abdomen, you know, belly fat, and slowly move from this, you know, maybe pear-shaped or to a, um, you know, certain body shape or body size to a completely different shape and body size, generally a quote-unquote apple shape. Now, I don't particularly like using these kind of terms because everyone has their own version of, you know, what they want their body to look like. So, you know, naming uh, body shapes to fruit is definitely not something that I particularly like. But just to give you an idea or a visual of having more of belly fat and, and you know, compared to uh, hips. So it's definitely a hormonal change in menopause that can be responsible for some of this increased weight gain and change of weight distribution in the body. So another factor is that muscle mass generally decreases with age and with reduced muscle mass, it comes a reduced ability to burn calories, which makes it more challenging to maintain a healthy weight weight. So this is where that, that, you know, energy balance equation comes in. And it's not really that we can't lose weight because of the menopause, but it's that it's the, the menopause and, um, this general loss of body, uh, muscle mass can contribute to a slower, uh, calorie burn or energy burn and a lower metabolic rate. So this is especially true for those who continue to eat and have the same lifestyle as they did before approaching menopause. So that is why you have to really pay attention to different phases of your life and why it's important to not just, you know, stick with one calorie, you know, allotment for the rest of your life and why it doesn't work because we go through these phases is. And menopausal weight gain increases your risk of several chronic diseases that we really need to pay attention to, such as heart disease, type 2 diabetes, uh, breathing problems, cancers of the breast, colon, and endometrium. So it's really important that we really continue to see our doctors throughout these phases of our lives to make sure that we're doing okay. So menopausal weight gain isn't inevitable, though, and um, there are many healthy eating and lifestyle habits that can help us with this. So, you know, not all is lost. It doesn't just mean that, oh, when you're, you know, going through menopause, that's it, you're done. You can't lose weight. No, I'm not saying this. And with that being said, we're going to go straight into um, some health coaching tips that I want to give you to kind of combat these symptoms and help you manage these very, very common symptoms, such as hot flashes and weight gain because really what you can do is change your lifestyle and that is going to make the most uh, change and the most effect on your symptoms. So eating better and improving your exercise, your sleep and stress management habits can help you with your symptoms and help to reduce your risk for these chronic diseases that we talked about. So here are my top eight tips to help you manage your menopausal symptoms. Number one, 
is to hydrate. Yes, I know it seems really obvious, but by drinking enough water, you are replenishing those fluids that are lost with the hot flashes, the night sweats, and the exercise that you might be doing. So drinking a glass of water before a meal can sometimes help to reduce the amount that we actually eat. And plus, you're ensuring that all of your body's systems work optimally with proper hydration. So my first tip is that you can easily sneak in a glass or two first thing in the morning, have the glass ready right on your nightstand the night before. So it's super simple to just grab it. And as soon as you wake up or roll out of bed, you drink your water. Now, if you don't like plain water, feel free to add some fresh or frozen berries or some mint, or you can even drink some herbal tea. So you can also keep a large bottle or a mug right beside you wherever you go, whether you work from home or in your office. So whether you're at work or you're on the go, there are so many water bottles and that you can that you can get also insulated drinks, that uh, drink containers that are really great to kind of take you with you on the go so you don't have to use those plastic bottles. We get rid of those, they're not good for us. Um, so if night sweats are a concern, try drinking a cool glass of water before bed as well. So those are my tips on hydration. Guys, hydration is so important. I know it seems obvious, but it's so it's just I watched my mom uh, drink like barely any water during her menopausal phase and just in general so hydration is number one now number two is eat more veggies with your lean protein so look diets that are high in veggies as well as lean protein are associated with fewer hot flashes and if you're interested in more of the references for this you can check them in the show notes but plants are full of nutrients and fiber which many people don't get enough of anyway and all nutrients like vitamins and minerals and essential are essential for a reason as well as all those antioxidants that come from all those colored fruits and vegetables that help you cover all the spectrum of nutrients now fiber actually helps to fill you up so during menopause you might be you know you there might be changes in your hunger levels so making sure that you're eating lots of fiber from fruit and veggies will really help to keep you full for longer, but it also helps to stabilize your blood sugars and reduce those cravings, which is very common during menopause. And that what that's what leads to increased risk of weight gain. If you, you know, have sugar cravings, increased risk of diabetes and heart disease. So did you know, by the way, that certain fibers actually also feed your friendly gut back bacteria or your friendly gut microbes for that added digestive and overall health. So more veggies, more fruits, legumes, nuts, seeds can be incorporated, just general plant-based matter uh, into just about every meal. But I wanted to point out that it doesn't mean that you need to go vegan or you need to go plant-based. I'm just saying that you need to just have more vegetables and more fruits generally in your diet compared to processed foods and rounding off your um, protein intake with fruits and vegetables is super important. So I'm not telling you to go vegan here. I'm just saying really just increase more veggies into your diet. Now, uh, number three, 
kind of ties in here with eating high quality protein because protein helps to slightly increase your metabolism and give your muscles the amino acids they need to stay strong how did how does it increase your metabolism? You're probably wondering, like, does protein help me burn more fat? Not necessarily, but it increases your metabolism because it has a high thermic effect, meaning it it is re- protein requires energy to to metabolize. It requires calories to metabolize. So by eating more protein, you're naturally increasing your metabolism because you're naturally increasing that energy production. So your body burns more calories during food intake, during your eating, because you're eating this high thermic effect uh, food. So it also helps to keep you feel fuller for longer. So it has a high satiety effect and it's great if hunger and weight gain is a concern. So in general, everybody should be eating more protein, but particularly women and also even more particularly if you are going through menopause. So protein also helps to reduce bone loss that can happen very, very fast during this time. Remember when I said that women lose muscle mass as they age? This happens a lot when your hormones change and so increasing protein into your diet can help prevent that and so foods with high quality protein can be like meat and poultry fish shellfish eggs beans and lentils if you're a vegetarian nuts and seeds and um, particularly for the animal foods i want you to think about aiming for organic wild or pasture raised farm um, grass-fed rather than farm raised or um, factory farm raised because of the um just higher quality uh, of the meat. So definitely think about that. If you can't afford it, then obviously I'm not sitting going to sit here and tell you that it's a must, but it's definitely really, really helpful if you can get really high quality meats. All right. So number four health coaching tip during menopause is enjoying your food with limits. So I like to say an 80-20 rule and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before. Now you don't have to be super anal about being on a specific diet. You know I'm not all about that life but I am all about the balanced life and I think this is the thing you know most women have spent most of their lives kind of just dieting down or being on some sort of diet, restricting their calories, restricting food groups, going low carb, keto, um, you know, trying whatever celebrity diet is out there that's new. And really, I really, really strongly suggest that you stop with all that nonsense and think of that 80-20 mindset. So what is the 80-20 mindset? It just simply means that 80% of your diet should be coming from whole foods, real foods, foods that are from nature, you know, your fruits, your vegetables, your nuts and seeds, your animal foods. And 20% can be, you know, fun foods, foods that are perhaps maybe higher calorie with, you know, lower nutritional value, things that, you know, you might not eat all the time, right? So things like chocolate or pizza or wine, alcohol, um, things that, you know, you wouldn't really look at as a nutrition uh, source, but definitely are delicious and fun and, you know, part of everyone's everyday life. You know, remember food is to be enjoyed as well. So I don't like having this really strict mindset around um, eating. So um, I want to give you some of the kind of foods that I really do think 
are important to kind of limit or reduce as much as you can in your everyday life, especially during this time. And that's alcohol, caffeine, processed foods, and anything with too much added sodium or added sugars. So, you know, if you really are struggling with hot flashes and you're struggling with a lot of really strong menopausal symptoms, you really kind of do want to pay attention to uh, the food that you eat and the quality of food and try your best to eat really, really well. So um, does it mean you can't enjoy a piece of cake once in a while? No, but it does mean that you need to be a little bit extra mindful of the kind of foods that you put into your body. So number five, Okay, so we're moving on to the next one, and that is training and exercise. So look, exercise is a powerful tool for all aspects of health and wellness at all stages of life. You know this, right? But particularly at the menopausal stage, you have some extra benefits of regular working out and regular training and number one is staving off excess weight gain so managing your your you know calorie burn and energy balance by burning more calories and increasing fat burning by building muscle mass is super important healthy weight reduces risk of heart disease and type 2 diabetes so of course managing your weight with exercise is important however with a caveat here um, nutrition is still not number one when it comes to managing weight. So, um, you know, we don't look at exercise as a way or as a means to burning calories per se. Yes, you can. However, that's not the main reason why we exercise. So nutrition is still the main driver of weight loss. So um, another you know, benefit of exercise during menopause is the reduced risk of cancer, particularly breast, colon, and endometrial cancers. Another one is that it strengthens bones by slowing bone loss. So building muscle, lifting weights, training with weight resist- resistance training will help with osteoporosis, loss of bone, um, bone mass, and and fractures and hip, um, you know, breaking your hip or falling over and um, fracturing your hip. So this is really, really important. Another one is brain and mood boosting. So adults who are physically active just generally have lower risk of mood issues and cognitive decline. So things like, you know, memory loss and cognitive function is so, so improved with exercise. Also, it improves sleep. You know, exercising during the day can help you sleep better at night and also bring some stress relief in general. Exercise can be very helpful for stress management and overall improved quality of life so we know that being active is super important but in general I really strongly suggest that if you're going through menopause and you've never really exercised now is the time guys it's never too late I promise you it's never too late to start So try to move for at least two and a half hours per week and do some form of resistance training or strength training also two to three times per week. So you don't need to start running a marathon unless, of course, you want to. But there are lots of ways that you can incorporate exercise into your routine. If you haven't, I've got a if you haven't listened in, I've got a podcast episode from season one that you can go and listen to on how to get started on your health and fitness journey. 
and how to get started on exercise if you are a beginner. But things like aerobic exercise, very important to increase breathing and heart rate. Things like walking, dancing, swimming, biking, whatever type of cardio you like and you enjoy is something that you really need to take into consideration. And then weight training. Yes. Lifting weights um, is so beneficial for women in general from all stages of life, but particularly during, you know, menopause. Um, So you could do this with weights, resistant bands, or even just your own body weight. You know, think of, you know, push-ups, as a body weight exercise that is using your own resistance, your own body weight as resistance. So um, you can, you know, start to incorporate some of those uh, weight training exercises and also include some form of balance and mobility exercises, things like yoga, stretching, mobility routines, just to help with tightness and um, any issues with muscle imbalances and um, increasing your flexibility is important as well. So what Whatever you choose, just make sure that you always warm up and you cool down safely and you find what you enjoy, find what works for you. You know, there's so many ways that you can train. You don't have to go to a gym. You can, you know, train from home and the best exercise is the one that you'll actually do. So go ahead and start. Start where you are because with repeated training, you will get stronger and be able to do more of it over time. And if you have absolutely no clue and you need help with your fitness plan, you can join the Body by Less coaching program that is run by me. So you can get a tailored nutrition and fitness plan that is customized to you and your goals and your ever-changing needs during menopause as well. You can go and apply by going to the show notes and clicking the link or going to alessiadecoaching.com forward slash apply. So uh, definitely check that link out in the show notes. Now let's move on to number six, health coaching tip for menopause. A good quality sleep is so crucial. Now some menopausal symptoms can reduce the amount of good quality sleep. Possible things such as night sweats, as we've talked about bathroom trips, perhaps you're peeing more than often. Um, Plus, when we don't get enough sleep, we sometimes tend to snack more, and this is very common. Our cravings start to really increase, especially sugar cravings and cravings for carbs and fatty foods, so that can also help, you know, fuel weight gain. So sleep is so important because it really affects those those hunger hormones, uh, leptin and ghrelin, so very, very important to, you know, start to focus on self-care and bringing about some sleep hygiene. So it's also really good for our brain and body to help maintain our memory, our mood and reduce accidents and falls. So in general, try to aim for at least seven hours of good quality sleep per night. And to help you get enough good quality sleep, try to create a daily or evening routine that sets the stage and trains your brain to kind of fall asleep. Um, Having a daily sleep schedule, going to bed at the same time every night helps. Um, Try to avoid napping during the day and look at cutting out computer screen time at least one hour before bedtime, reading a book with a low light. You know, these tips can help really with creating a better 
better nighttime routine. And this is something that I do with my clients in the Body by Less coaching program. We work on sleep hygiene if this is something that is needed to uh, work on. So, um, and it makes such a difference, you know, once you start changing your, your routine, if you tend to kind of sit on your phone and scroll through Instagram late into the night, it's going to really affect your sleep pattern. So making sure that you aim to get those good quality sleep hours is very crucial to manage those symptoms. And that brings me to number seven uh, tip to reduce menopause symptoms. That is how, you know, relieving stress and reducing stress, managing stress. This time of your life, I know, and, and you know, I know I'm not going through it myself, but I will eventually at some point. And, um, you know, I want to be best prepared for it. Now, I, I watched my mom go through it and it was a very very stressful time because there's so many changes and the body and everything is just happening so quickly and this time of life is often very stressful for women and the menopausal changes that can cause even more stress um can bring about a lot of you know general uh, mental and emotional ch- uh, stress in your life. So you can start trying deep breathing exercises and mindful meditation, prayer, uh, gentle exercises like walking in nature, tai chi, yoga. You know, just more restorative type exercise. Um, and also, you know, you can take up a hobby or spend time with people and pets you love. You know, just generally finding ways to you know continue to build a life that you love and taking care of yourself and your self-care and finally number eight getting support for your new habits. This is something that perhaps women don't really think about, but getting the actual support and surrounding ourselves with people that we love, that we cherish, that we admire, that we uh, can count on during this time is so important. Any health and lifestyle change can be difficult to do on your own. Sometimes having the, the support of a family member, a friend, or a coach like me that can help make the difference in your world and you know keep you accountable and give you that support that you need throughout this stage of your life you can try teaming up with somebody else who is on the same kind of journey you can find support groups of women who are going through this time of their life and you can hire a coach like me you can hire me as your coach and we can work on your health and fitness journey um, ideally to reach your health goals you want to make permanent lifestyle changes that are filled with healthy habits and by committing to this in the long term you can have a health and longer life because look accountability is everything getting a plan that is tailored to you and customized to your own individual beats random googling for help and getting that you know all those confusing conflicting information that's out there so definitely think about you know hiring a coach that can help you during this time of your life now I didn't want to end this podcast without a um 
a little bit of information about when to see your doctor because this is really important as well maybe you're going through perimenopause and you have no clue what's happening you need to see your doctor but when is the right time to see your doctor so you should always talk to with your doctor if you have any concerns about your health including if any of your symptoms are particularly bothersome or interfere with your everyday life and have you know started out of the blue so this is also recommended before you make any major changes to your lifestyle and you can discuss this with your proposed uh, you can discuss your proposed lifestyle changes um, menopausal symptoms family medical history all of that with your doctor and it's also important to talk with your doctor if after 12 months without a period you resume menstruating so if your current doctor isn't helpful in this area you may want to seek out the help of a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor or even someone who specializes in hormones and women's health in general so your doctor can help determine if hormone replacement therapy might be a good option for you so look do your research to understand the risk and the benefits and look at um, you know look at the options that are out there because there are many options of um, you know natural ways to manage this time of your life so you now have a arsenal of some great ideas and tips to try and stave off those menopausal symptoms naturally so remember to hydrate eat more whole plant foods eat a high protein diet with high quality protein try to limit and reduce you know so alcohol and processed foods and caffeine and you know added sugar and added salt exercise in, in, you know, especially uh, increasing your uh, weight training and strength training, get some good sleep, relieve your stress and find ways to manage your stress, get support for your new habits, which might include getting a coach. And of course, finally, seeing your doctor when necessary for you know, research options and supplements, herbs, or essential oils that, that might help your, the, you know, your journey on this new stage of your life. Now, I know that's a lot, so you might want to go back and listen to this again. So um, I know that I've shared a lot. As always, I like to kind of dig deep. But if you're interested in taking the next step in your health journey and you would like to instill the help, uh, the help and guidance of a nutritionist and a coach to help you ditch the diets, tone up, build confidence in your body during menopause without fad diets or extreme exercise, you can head over to Alessia coaching.com forward slash apply to apply for the body by less online nutrition and fitness program or you can head to the link in the show notes and fill the out the application form and we can get started on your health and fitness journey now you may have had trouble making changes in the past but this time it can be different and especially if you have someone to encourage you and support you and show you what to do step by step so thank you for listening in for this new uh, uh, new season of the uh, podcast and for all listeners thank you for tuning in again and for your support as always you can connect with me on Facebook on Instagram you can head over to my website or you can even email me you can find all of these details in the show notes if you're interested in some helpful references you can also find them in the show notes as well and thank you for tuning in and have an absolutely awesome day.